It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, brought to you by Live Axe Marine, in Isle, Minnesota Resort Sales, Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, Freedom Firearms, The Power Lodge, Chef Robert's Fish Breading Mix, S&W Bait and Tackle, Growing Recycling, Napa Auto Parts and Baxter, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Nielsen Hardware and RV, your Central Minnesota Ice Castle dealer, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into another busy edition of Brainerd Outdoors. Full lake reports from all across the state. We'll put a spotlight on Lake Winnie. That's where Ray Gildow has been the past week. Steve Sapaniak is with the Muskies out on Mille Lacs. we got a report from out there. Mandy Yurick will drop by, talk some more bass fishing. And Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji will drop by to talk about some new jigs he likes, plus where we're at with wild edible picking. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. First off, our Lake and Field Report brought to you by Oars and Mine in Crosby. No matter if your goal is pike, trout, walleye, or bass, Oars and Mine gives you 10 different ways to get the bite. Next time you're in the Cuyuna area, Oars and Mine is a must-stop located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick the show off with Ray Gildow. Ray, of course, with the Nisswa Guides League, keeping a very close eye on a lot of different lakes. So we're going to talk about Leech here in just a bit. We'll talk a little bit about Malax, the immediate Brainerd Lakes area, Ray. But I, I guess we'll start up on Winnie because you spent a little time fishing up there this past week, and it uh, looks like you did okay. We really did well. You know, it's amazing that the uh, a lot of our big lakes, and, and this is kind of a mystery to me, um, been catching good fish I've been fishing Mille Lacs, I've been fishing Winnie, I've been fishing Leech, and Leech has probably been the toughest spot uh, to consistently get fish. I think Winnie right now uh, probably is the best spot, um, but they've been big. It's hard to find those keepers, and on Winnie, you can actually keep a limit of six fish, which is that's a pretty good deal. Problem is you can't catch six because <laughs> they're almost all too big, and the slot on Winnie is 18 to 23 inches. You can keep one fish over 23 inches, and, you know, statewide you can only keep one over 20 anyway. Uh, but finding those 16, 17-inch fish has been the challenge, and I think it's the challenge on all the lakes, and it's just kind of a mystery to me uh, because the DNR is telling us, and it's not that I don't, don't believe them, uh, that there's good numbers in these lakes, but it, it just doesn't seem to be a balance. It just seems like most of the action is with big fish. Uh, on Winnie, <clears throat> we were catching some of our fish in 23 feet of water, so they're definitely moving off uh, the shallows and moving out. Uh, but we did fish uh, like the Bean of Bar on the south end, and we caught some walleyes in 14 feet of water too, and they're just beautiful fish right now. They absolutely, absolutely are gorgeous. Um, and I talked with uh, Kim up at High Banks, and they've been doing really well, and Kim's up on the northeast end of Winnie, and it's up towards where the rivers come in, and the uh, perch bite has been phenomenal up there, jumbo perch. There was uh, one family that just did a lot of perch fishing at the resort this week, and they came in with their limits a number of times, and they were be- really beautiful, beautiful fish. And they're a, she's a little shallower maybe up there. The walleyes are a little shallower, uh, 9 to 15, 16, 17 feet. And the water is clear. The water clarity is very clear. 
But when I was up there, we had a, a breeze, so you know you can't see that far down when it's windy. But overall, uh, Winnie has been just a really a good bite. And the thing that's kind of neat about Winnie, if you've not ever been there before, is there's I think five resorts on the lake and a few cabins, and the rest of it is just wilderness the way it's always been, which is makes it pretty cool. It's kind of like that up north experience. You don't hear cars going by, and I would say the day I was up there, this last day I was up there, I probably saw 10 boats. I talked to one couple from Iowa who the day before landed 40 fish, but they could only keep seven. So that kind of is it's just surprising to me. I mean, the, the bite's good. It's fun catching big fish, but I, I get a little nervous when you start catching them in 24, 25 feet of water, catching them and throwing them back. I, I, I think that's hard on fish. But anyway, Winnie's been a very, very good lake. Uh, going over to Leech Lake, it's still been pretty spotty. Um, there are people who are catching fish, and there are people who are working the traditional spots that they always work, and they're not doing very well. Uh, I do have a couple friends who are out together. Uh, one person got uh, fishing with a traditional Lindy rig and a crawler, uh, got one, and his buddy caught 12 and his buddy was using a longer snell, about an eight or nine foot snell, with uh, a floater and a crawler. So it seemed like at least this week, <clears throat> when in the area they were fishing, and they're fishing up in Portage Bay, up on the area we call the Flats, which is just north of Five Mile Point, and it's a huge area, miles long, and they were just trolling, uh, and it seemed like a long snell with a floater getting that crawler up off the bottom a little bit really did make a difference. So sometimes, you know, you just wonder if maybe you're going under them. Maybe those fish are up a little higher now that we're used to thinking of them being. Um, it's been spotty on the Sucker Bay side. Uh, the fish are definitely still going into the weeds in the evenings. Uh, guys are catching some fish later in the evenings before dark, trolling crankbaits, uh, long-lining them, getting them back behind the boat, 125, 20, uh, 130 feet and uh, going down five or six feet and not getting in real deep water. Eight to 12 feet of water seems to be a good depth when you're pulling those crankbaits. Um, so it's just been a gorgeous week, except for a couple of days of pretty good wind. Um, this has just been a gorgeous week of fishing, and the, and the fishing has been pretty good on th those lakes. When I was on Mille Lacs, um, one of the things, that, the day before I went there, I had some friends that were fishing bass, because the Mille Lacs is that's the only thing you can really keep is bass, pike, and muskies on Mille Lacs right now. They were in two feet of water, and they caught, they figured 100 smallies, wow. two feet of water. They were standing on their boat. These are two good bass fishermen. They know what they're doing, and they could see these bass. They were making beds, hanging around them. Uh, I was out the next day with about a 20, 25-mile-an-hour wind, and I just could not get into the shallow water. I didn't want to take a chance of sticking my motor on a rock, so I, I couldn't do that. So I didn't do very well with the smallies. But the day when they had that flat water, they were definitely off. Uh, I did a lot of fishing around the Garrison Reef, and that's a very large rock reef for people who know it, uh, probably a mile long or even longer. And it, it did not have many smallies on it, so I think those smallies on Mille Lacs are still hanging up in the shallows, um, and, and they're they're not probably out migrating yet out to the spots where they will be later on but overall i think it's been a pretty good week of fishing if you can get out there's been some days it's been tough i would say the area that's been the toughest for walleyes has been the brainerd area 
uh, North Long, Gall. I know Long, uh, North, uh, Gall Lake had the Teen Challenge, and some folks got some really nice walleyes. But we're not catching a lot of walleyes, and not catching a lot of walleyes on North Long uh, or Round either. Their bass fishing's been good, and the pike fishing's been good. But it's still just uh, it's just kind of a tough bite in that area for for walleye pike to be consistent. And I know some guys are going out, uh, same thing as they're doing on leech, and they're trolling crankbaits just before dark. And they are picking up a few, but it's not like they're really, you know, they're not really killing them. One last thing, Ray, you mentioned northern pike, and I haven't really had a chance to talk to many anglers about it. With the new regulations that we have this year, are you finding more anglers targeting them and keeping them, which is kind of what the, the DNR kind of wants to get some of these smaller pike out of the lakes, or has not much changed? You know, I have talked to some folks. Uh, when I was up on Winnie, I talked to some folks who were keeping them. Uh, but their concern was, and they were patrolling um, with crankbaits for, for pike, their concern was they were catching some bigger ones, uh, and they were inhaling those crankbaits, and they were in that protected slot, 22 to 26 inches, and it's really tough to release those fish and expect them to live. That was their concern. I guess the way you stop doing that is maybe you go back with a jig and a minnow or something, because that is a is a factor. Um, <laughs> on on Winnie, a lot of people say, get them all out of here. We don't want those northerns. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's kind of like a lot of people feel they should be getting rid of the smallies on Mille Lacs. Overall, most of the people, uh, I know I've kept, had some customers, and we kept some of the smaller ones. Well, you know, when you clean a 20-inch fish, there's not a whole lot of meat on it. A lot of white bones right. and not much there. So I don't know. I, I think for the most part, it hasn't changed much. There you go. Ray Gildow, Nisswa Guides League. You can check Ray out at raygildow.com as well as on all social media. He's there as well. Ray, I appreciate it. Good stuff as always, and we will check in next week. All right. Thank you, Brian. All right. When we come back, Mandy Urich will drop by. She'll talk some more bass fishing tactics. And Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji, he'll check in with some new jigs he likes this time of year, plus where we're at with wild edible picking. All that and more when we come back to Brandon Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Back in studio with us this week, Mandy Urich. Uh, here to talk some bass fishing and who knows what else. Kind of that busy time of the year, Mandy, where everything's going on. Absolutely. It's like, okay, we had no spring, and all of a sudden, bam, summer's here, and it's literally go, go, go. Yeah, but anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, we talked post-spawn bass fishing last week. I uh, thought some very interesting points that you brought up there, and uh, some of that is continuing into this weekend, too, that comes into play. People maybe have tournaments or just out fishing, some things they need to keep in mind. Absolutely. So we had no spring. It was just basically, you know, a week or two, and then summer's here. We got 80-degree temps and thunderstorms and rain and wind and everything else. And last week we were talking about the majority of the fish in the smaller bays have had moved out, we're done spawning, and we're kind of staging in that post-spawn area, which would be the, the waters directly adjacent to where they had spawned, um, specifically if there's a deeper ledge there or any kind of veg or, or uh, anything that's going to hold them to there. But in a week... We literally caught up to exactly to where we should be if this was actually a normal season. It's amazing. Who would have thought? Because that's going to be kind of the thing I'm going to ask some of the other people that are on the show later on, too, is I think we're right about where we should be. We're right on schedule. You mentioned is, is that cold spring that we had and everything. You know, It seemed like we were always going to be playing catch-up throughout the entire summer. I don't think that's the case right now. No, absolutely. It's not. Like we, Everything. The, the fish pattern is where it should be for this time of year. Normally, absolutely. If we didn't have ice until, you know, 
a couple days before opener and cold <laughs> spring. And so basically getting out of that uh, that mindset, especially for bass, of, of worrying about a, a post-spawn staging area, kind of the onesie twosies, we're actually starting to see the bass school up now. And they really are going to those main weed lines uh, with the thicker cabbage and coontail on the, on the lakes. And some lakes actually have a little bit more vegetation than others right now. I, I guess maybe there are a few lakes that are still playing a little bit of ketchup. And absolutely. And there again, uh, water temp and size of the lake really comes into play there. Uh, specifically, what comes to my brain is whitefish chain right now. Uh, there's a lot of anglers that have been out there for some high school tournaments, for some bass tournaments, now coming up with their multi-species tournament this weekend. And the report's are all coming in the same, no veg. There's no veg anywhere. People are freaking out. They're running around, and they're just not finding that vegetation yet. But you have to remember with the whitefish chain from upper to lower, it fishes very differently, and it's two different uh, water qualities or water clarities. So I think with that being such a large lake to begin with, it's a little bit further north, that water temp is still trying to play catch up. I mean, even in the smaller bays, you're still in the 60s, mid-60s on those bays. So it's going to be a little slow to warm up, and the water temp's got to warm up for that veg to start to grow. It's funny you bring up the whitefish chain because we talk about it on the show quite a bit, but I don't normally talk bass about it. You hear about all the northern that are in that lake, and then you also, it's a pretty good walleye lake too, but it's also very good for bass. It's a phenomenal bass lake, and for a very long time, it was kind of one of our little secret gems for smallmouth fishing (laughs) and bass fishing, but I've heard some some amazing stories from Steve Quinn back in the day. and in fish when they are, they would test baits specifically on the whitefish chain because there were such large numbers of large bass in there. We're talking four, fives, five and a half, sixes that were in there. Both largemouth and smallmouth? Correct. And wow. there's still a, a phenomenal smallmouth population in there. There again, it, it, it's the words getting out. And unfortunately, most people can only catch them when they're on the beds, which, you know, it, it comes to an issue if it's catch and release, how much damage you're actually doing to those those fish and their offspring by pulling them off the beds. And we talked a little bit about this last week, but you mentioned now with these bass starting to school up a little bit. Uh, what is your plan of attack as you go out now? Do you change things a little bit? I do. And depending on which lake that I'm going to be on and where that vegetation level is. And there again, I'm always so cognizant about what the water temp is and what the wind direction has been the last few days. But um, anything that's immediately around the Brainerd Lakes area, if you can get on a lake and you can find a really good weed line, like a good thick weed line, everything's going to be there. I'm not just the bass. You're going to find walleye up there. You're going to find pike. You're going to find the panfish. That's where everybody's just kind of hanging out because the food source is there. Don't be afraid to to jump on that weed line. When you get on that weed line, you start following it down. You're going to have to experiment a little. Are they sitting on the inside of that weed line or are they sitting on the outside of the weed line? What's the light conditions going at that time? Is it early in the morning and it's a low light situation where they're a little more ample to stray from having that kind of cover because it is a low light compared to you know midday or late afternoon when that sun is still high? They're going to need to be in that cover there again just to protect themselves from the sun. And do, do anglers want to fish slow? Because I, I think that's my biggest mistake that I make. I'm always probably too fast on the retrieve too fast on everything else. Do they want to fish slow this time of year? Absolutely. We're still in that, whatever it is, if you're throwing a jig, if you're throwing a plastic, if you're throwing a wacky rig, a spinner bait, a jerk bait, just slow down the retrieve. The fish are going to tell you what they want. And specifically, that's why I've Everybody says the little spinner bait, but it really is a great bait to find those fish. And they'll tell you on that spinner bait what their total mood is. If they actually crush that spinner bait, just hands down, like rip the rod out of your hands. You're like, dang, that's a good one. <laughs> They're a little more aggressive and you know that you can speed up that retrieve. If you're going on a fairly slow, moderate retrieve and they're just tick, tick, 
tick ticking it slow the retrieve down even more another bait that you don't see a lot of bass anglers use but it's a, a really good smallmouth bait walleye bait and even pike bait is a is a hard jerk bait and it's because of that slow jerky action stop and retrieve that it just snaps and entices multiple species but that's another really good one right now there you go uh, one last thing mandy uh we talked about your league night uh last week did pretty well again this past week maybe not as good as you did before but boy oh boy it seems like the people you take out with you they gotta be having a blast out there Ew, absolutely uh we we literally did not connect on any pike which is unbelievable um and to consider that we still ended up with third with <laughs> you know the fish that we had was awesome will cracked another giant walleye while we're smallmouth fishing wow. so we already had a couple of tanks you know over four and a half in the boat and he was running a jerk bait actually which like i said is a good multi-species bait and i i heard him set the hook and i turned around and i was like oh boy he's got like a five pound smallie no the kid had like a six pound walleye Jeez. so we said we'll take it <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So a lot of fun out there. It's Mandy Yurick, who's our, our bass expert here on Brainerd Outdoors, among other things. Uh, if people want to follow along with you, Mandy, obviously uh, social media is the best way to do that. Absolutely. You can jump on uh, Facebook. You can jump on Instagram. Uh, you can tune in live. You can get us on podcasts now. There you go. Yep. Or you can tune in on Thursday nights and see me and Ray on Lakeland News. Mandy Yurick. Mandy, I appreciate you taking the time as always, and we'll check in next week. Awesome. Thank you so much. Up north for the Up North Report, Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji joins us. And uh, Matt, you know, locally here, things have been pretty decent, I would think, talking to some anglers. Up by you, I've heard, and maybe you can send me in a different direction here, but I've heard things are pretty good up by you. That's very good. I mean, it's a great time to be a fin chaser. Um, <laughs> if you're after if you're after walleyes and perch and northerns uh, and even muskies, um, it's, it's a great time to be, to be out. I... I've been guiding a fair amount, and the walleyes have been super cooperative. And I've had some smaller groups lately, which uh, which affords us to be able to go do something different. So um, the last trip we did, I just had one angler, and we had limits of walleyes by uh, an hour and a half into the trip, so we had to go do something else. So we went perch fishing for a little while, and and he was from Kansas and had never caught northern, so we hammered away on some northerns, and we've been doing some smallmouth fishing. Um, Everything has just been fantastic, and then I haven't had a chance to go out yet, and I haven't guided for muskies yet, but um, I've been bumping into people at the dock, and it's it's been amazing. Usually, early season is not very good, and it's amazing how many people have been boating muskies uh, already, so it's it's really cool, and it kind of has me itching to go out and try for something, but, uh, but yeah, really, really good fishing. Panfish are, are still, you know, cracking away. I, I don't get to fish for them any, anymore now because now it's just the walleye grind, basically. But, but like you said, the walleye fishing's been good enough. We can tinker around with some other stuff, too. So, uh, Are you starting to go a little bit deeper, Matt? Because the last couple of weeks we've talked to you, they've been pretty shallow. Yeah, I was in like four and a half, six feet um, the other day, and I plan to be in about five to seven feet tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm... Uh, I'm I'm not straying away from all those shallow fish. They're just way too hungry and way too aggressive, and and uh, and they're schooled up nice and easy to pinpoint. So I'm sticking with shallow fish. I know there are some bigger fish out deep. Um, I've talked to a couple of anglers who've been fishing out in like 27 to 30 feet of water, and they've been getting some big ones. Um, you know, we've got a big tournament coming up this weekend, so I've been hearing rumblings from some of the people pre-fishing, and uh, and there's some big fish to be caught out in deep water. But for numbers and and good eaters. That shallow water bite is just too good. 
pretty basic tactics too? Jig and a shiner. I've been burning through bait at the uh, at the new bait shop, Northwoods Bait and Tackle. Um, been burning through as much of their their shiner supply as possible, and I just hope they can keep the tank <laughs> keep the tank going until I'm done with the shiner bite. So, um, but yeah, that's that's all I've been doing. Uh, the new the new tungsten jigs from Clam Pro Tackle. Um, I would, wasn't sure how I was going to like them because I've been a stand up guy for so long. You talk to some people, they're going to tell you I'm not a stand up guy, but stand up <laughs> stand up jigs. I would um, not agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I, you know I've used stand up jigs for so long, and I switched over to that tungsten just to try it out. And uh, the other day we had 22 to well 22 sustained, and we had gusts up to 35, and that really that tungsten really made a difference in allowing me to feel bottom and. And that's kind of been something cool to tinker around with this year and, you know, a little bit better um, environment-wise. And it's been it's been working good. So taking a shiner, shallow water, find the cabbage uh, on the sand edges, and you're going you're gonna to catch fish. You know, yeah, at least I haven't anyway, Matt, heard a lot about fishing with tungsten jigs, open water. I've been hearing a lot of it the last few years, uh, ice fishing. And the reason being is you can get down there quicker. But you're saying now here with summer fishing, you can actually, it, it's got more of a sensitivity that you like. Yeah, and your profile isn't nearly as big to get uh, to get the same amount of weight. So, you know, you're you're throwing a smaller profile jig head, you're getting the same weight, but, but the, the profile of the jig head is much smaller, and uh, it allows you to use a smaller jig in, in a lot deeper water or a lot rougher water. So um, it's, it's been kind of cool, and I think everything is starting to go, you know, the direction of lead-free and... It's, uh, it's obviously something that the DNR and, and research groups have been, have been looking at for a long time. So anything to, to help in that direction is always good, too. For sure. Uh, as far as where we're at, Matt, obviously cold spring that we had put things behind. As far as water temp, weed growth, where are these fish are staging right now? Are we right about where we should be this time of year, or are we still just a little behind? we stabilized so we had that late spring and then we jumped into like july weather for a week um and i think it all kind of stabilized you know we had those days in the high 80s low 90s and humidity was insane and the the sun was high and no clouds and and it warmed that water up really fast and then now we've had some wind and uh some normal temperatures and everything's kind of churned up and and water temps are about where they should be i was fishing the east side of the lake and the wind was just crushing in, and, uh, you know, you're getting all that warm water churning up with that cooler water underneath, and I was still reading uh, surface temps of, of 70 degrees and, like, four and a half to five feet of water. So I think we're, we're about where we should be. The cabbage growth is pretty good. Um, you know, once we had that heat, it, it really, really sprouted nicely, and uh, it's already coming close to surface now in some areas. So, so I think we're about where we, where we need to be. And then, obviously, Lake Bemidji is your home base, Matt. You spend a lot of time on there, but I know you keep a real close eye on Red and Cass as well. Anything to report there? Anything special? Is it slowed down, picked up, steady? Red is still on fire, and, and Cass is kind of where we were last time we talked. Is that gin clear water is hurting them, um, but there's still fish to be caught. you just got to you know, gotta be smart about it and use different tactics, fish away from the boat. Um, <laughs> it's, it's weird when you're playing games like... Uh, okay, which way, where's the sun and where's the shadow from my boat going to reflect? Fishing gets tough when you have to do things like that, but if you can long line way behind the boat um, or fish low light hours, you're going you're gonna to do fine on cast, but, but yeah, Red, Bemidji, 
very, very good. All the little lakes around Bemidji are on fire. It's like that good time to be good time to be out. And one last thing, Matt, uh, you obviously do uh, guiding for wild edibles as well. Uh, where are we at with that? I know we probably just came off of morel season. Are we kind of just kind of in a, a limbo right now? Well, we we finished up with morels last week, and then um, and we've already started picking some like early chicken of the woods, and uh, and oyster mushrooms are are really prevalent right now. So uh, there's still a few things out there, but. You know, we really don't get into the hardcore good summer picking until uh, late June. So we're kind of in in that you know that kind of dead dead season where you can go out and you can pick stuff. You know, there's a lot of wild plants, wild edible plants right now, and uh, we're just kind of waiting for waiting for some of the better mushrooms and the berries to come up. But uh, right now, it's just fish, 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 fish. And then I actually have vacation next week. I, I don't have to fish for <laughs> for four days um i actually get to go to the badlands and shoot some prairie dogs so uh, so that that'll be my vacation uh, for <laughs> for the summer that sounds fun yeah absolutely so enjoy that we'll have to have a first-hand report next week when you get back yeah it's matt brewer north country guide service in bemidji you can check him out at northcountryguides.com and as i always say follow matt on all the social media platforms because he's always posting Always some stuff that's pretty interesting, and you can learn a lot as well. Matt, I appreciate it. Good stuff, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Sounds good. All right, when we come back, we'll head out to Malak. Steve Sapaniak's been chasing the muskies around out there. We'll see how he's been doing when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. You're listening to the place for everything outdoors in the Brainerd Lakes and beyond. Brainerd Outdoors Radio, just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3. Now here's your host, Brian Moon. Head out to Mille Lacs, get the report out there with Steve Sapaniak, Predator Guide Service. And we uh, heard Matt earlier talking, Steve, up north with the Up North Report. Uh, he said he'd seen more people musky fishing here since the opener never used to be that way i mean you and i talked last week we really didn't start talking muskies until at least early september and the last few years musky opener has been really good and you can attest to that because the last few days have been really good for you oh definitely brian you know years ago we didn't really start going till later on in the season midsummer you know because of the water temperatures and everything and the way it's been but i don't know if you want to blame global warming or what but the last five years musky opener has been phenomenal i've got no complaints we saw 18 fish last saturday we had six on and we voted five muskies up to 52 and a half inches that's pretty impressive and we haven't we've only had one day where we haven't voted a fish since then if we would have voted every one we'd be up to 54 inches we lost a pig two days ago she's just incredibly big you know and the fun part is you're fishing these fish in less than six feet of water so it's it's all acrobatic aerial it's fun as heck i imagine so and and you guys were fishing if it was last saturday you were fishing in wind and rain and cold conditions. Oh, it was terrible. In fact, if, if muskies weren't going, we would have probably went back to our car and called it a day. I mean, we were all three of us were drenched, my clients and I, but we had such a blast. It was incredible. It's uh, something you don't experience too often, but if you go to the right place, nowhere to go with the right lures, things will happen. And everything just seemed to line up in the stars in the universe, and it was phenomenal. Like I said, five muskies in one day, it's hard to beat. Now, one of the things you said you like to do is not only muskie fishing, but fishing in general, but with muskies, you like to have, say, you had three people in your boat everybody's doing something different and then you play off what works is that what you guys were doing definitely we all had different lures on we had everything from crankbaits inline bucktails to spinnerbaits 
all of a sudden the spinnerbait started kicking butt. One guy, one of my guys boarded three with a spinnerbait. His brother got one with a spinnerbait. He had lost one on a crankbait, so we had everything mixed up. And I finally decided to fish. I was ha- enjoying watching them guys have fun, but I couldn't take anymore. So I put on a spinnerbait, and I got a nice muskie, too. So, yeah, you want to start off with everything, something different to establish a pattern, which means what they're going after. So in case you got a, one person with a crankbait and they're going after that, everybody switch. Don't be, don't be stubborn. You know, make the switch and have fun. Were they pretty aggressive, Steve? They were. It was phenomenal. We saw muskies all over. We had muskies following Brian. We had muskies swim by us. We call them a swim by. They were hitting the lure. It was really exciting. But you had to wait for that window to open up. You know, we went for about an hour and a half, two hours before we even saw our our first fish. But when we did, things happened good. And the bite stayed for about three, four hours, which was incredible because usually you got a small window, maybe 20 minutes at the most. But uh, I'm not complaining. I'll take what the good Lord gives us. They're hitting very close to the boat and away from the boat. Uh, the 54-incher we lost two days ago hit at both sides on the first turn of the figure eight. Uh, we got another um, musky boat a few days ago on the L turn right by the boat for the first turn of the figure eight. And we also had him hit out there uh, at the, as soon as the lure dropped and in between. So it was all over the place. You know, we're finding where they're stacked up. That's the key. And, you know, with muskies, Steve, I don't know how much water clarity and stuff plays into that like it does, say, with walleyes. But, you know, you've been fishing out there for 30-some years. Malax has changed through the years, you know, with the invasive species and everything. Are you finding a lot of your haunts that you used to be able to hit before aren't there anymore? Or are they still there and you just have to kind of, you know, call a little bit of an audible and, and maybe move a, a few things around? You know, definitely, you know, the, the old spots are still produ- producing good. Problem is, if the cabbage weeds start to, you know, vanish and disappear as they will with old age, you know, you got to be flexible and move around. Uh, we've been real lucky finding a few spots. You know, I've been keeping quiet for years. You know, unfortunately, other people find out, which is fine, you know. Uh, but they've still been producing. The key uh, factor this time of year is find where there's good green cabbage. You know, and that's where we've been finding these fish. A lot of fish are in backwater bays right now. You know, we're seeing fish up to 55 inches in two feet of water. That's phenomenal. And if you ever go toe-to-toe with a big fish in a couple feet of water, like I said earlier, it's an acrobatic aerial. It's incredible. Uh, Switching gears to walleyes, anglers out there having fun still? Their anglers are having fun with the walleyes. The walleye bite's been good. In fact, we picked up a couple of musky fishing, believe it or not. I know they're saying the walleyes are scarce. I don't see where that's coming from. We're picking up walleyes of all sizes, small ones, big ones. It's been fun. They're hungry. They're hitting musky equipment. You know they're going to go after a leech or a crawler. The trick has been lately uh, slip bobber fishing with a jumbo leech about a foot off the bottom. I like to go only three, four inches off the bottom. Lindy Riggins has been doing real well for those people that Lindy rig, as well as uh, we're coming into the crawlers and the crawler harness bite right now too which is a little early but take a look at the weather we've had that's been going real well and lately we've had a bunch of anglers are going into the uh, getting ready for the bass tournament they're going to be having up here so i see a lot of smallmouth bass anglers we helped one guy yesterday he played a muskie he was bass fishing he played a muskie for over an hour and we snuck by and gave him you know our net and finally after 15 more minutes he was able to boat a nice 46 inch or so activity is doing good smallmouth fishing is doing fantastic too brian what was he throwing? To, if he was bass fishing out there and ended up playing with a muskie for a while, what was he throwing? Well, he, they were in the shallow sand, you know, three to four feet, and they seen a muskie cruise by, so he threw his marabou jig, you know, a, a feather-type jig they use for smallmouth, and the thing inhaled it. And, like I said, they played it for an hour and 15 minutes, but uh, they got it netted, and it released well, so I was happy for them. 
Yeah, well, it sounds like things are all happening uh, on Mille Lacs right now, so uh, a destination for people, many species that are going out there. That's Steve Sapaniak with Predator Guide Service. Of course, you can check Steve out at PredatorGuideService.com. We'll have more of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Check out BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. You'll find sponsor links and product spotlights, podcasts of past shows, and you can email Brian all at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Now here's your host of Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. Time for our Famish Fisherman recipe here on Brainerd Outdoors. Chef Joel's back again from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, 371 North in Baxter. Boy, you got a good one this week, uh, Joel. Pineapple grilled walleye, and you also have a, a salsa that you're going to make for us, too. A little bit of a grilled salsa. We're going to take... Our two to three pounds of clean walleye, we're just going to season them up a little salt and pepper and a little oil on top of them just to get them nice and seasoned, let those sit. And then we're going to take a couple of nice, nice-sized nice pineapples, and we're going to peel them, and we're going to try to save the peelings in nice fish-sized pieces, I guess, so we can uh, sandwich your walleye in between two pieces of pineapple skin. Nice. And we're going to tie that around, and then we're going to grill it that way. So get a nice-sized chunk of pineapple skin, wrap that up, butcher twine or kitchen twine, Tie it up, make them nice and tight. Fellows on the grill, you know, probably a, a medium, medium high heat, and we're just gonna grill those for. It's gonna take a, a generous amount of time, probably a 15, 15 minutes per side, because we are going through the wall or through the pineapple skin. Our walleye is grilling. We can take the our pineapple that we skinned, and we can slice it in nice thick chunks, and then we can grill that. Fill that on the grill. A little salt and pepper on there as well. We're gonna take some fresh jalapenos and grill those as well. Just enough to get it nice and tender. You don't want to char them up a whole lot, just a little bit. Take those off, let them cool a little bit, dice them up nice and fine, a little bit of red onion finely diced. Uh, we'll add in some fresh lime juice, fresh cilantro, a little bit of honey, a little bit of orange marmalade, a little sriracha <laughs> to keep it spicy, <laughs> and some salt and pepper. We're just going to mix that all together, let it sit for a minute while our walleye finishes grilling. Take that off. We need that nice citrusy flavor from the pineapple. Pour a little salsa over top of it. Serve it with some rice, steamed vegetables, grilled vegetables, anything. Top notch. Two things on this. Uh, right. Number one, it's interchangeable with other fish, right? If you didn't definitely, have it's any kind of any kind of white fish is what I was going for. On this sure. One. So even if you had smaller crappie fillets, you could actually put two or three of them. Yeah, on definitely. something like that. Okay. Yep. Uh, number two, how warm do you want the grill? I would go for a medium high. You're gonna want to go through that pineapple. It doesn't really matter if you're gonna burn your pineapple. So I'd go almost probably as high as you can. So if you want to give it a try, this is fantastic. Pineapple grilled walleye. That's our recipe for this week. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. Uh, if you want to head to our website to check it out, I encourage you to do that, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com, and click on the recipes tab. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Brian. And that'll put a wrap on this week's show. Of course, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5. A variety of ways to catch the show if you missed it. Uh, number one, you can stream it live uh, if you're away from your radio or out of town at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. Also, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com is where you'll find the uh, podcast to listen to on demand. Or you can just check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. You can download us, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and many, many more. Give us a good rating. Leave us a nice comment if you'd like. Much appreciated. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. 
Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Liveax Marine, In Isle, Minnesota Resort Sales, Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, Freedom Firearms, the Power Lodge, Chef Robert's Fish Breading Mix, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Napa Auto Parts and Baxter, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Nielsen Hardware and RV, your Central Minnesota Ice Castle dealer, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon just after 7 Saturday mornings, Sunday evening at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors right here on B93.3.